0: <laughs> well, could could you imagine it happening for you the way that it's happened
1: no no, no. man I, I just i just i couldn't i, could, <clears throat> I couldn't live you know there was there was a, there was a job that had to be finished you know i feel like the, the bubble did not pay, pay us pay us justice you know we give credit to Miami he played great, but he did not pay the justice like everybody was feeling homesick we were family oriented team wanted to share families and and uh but you know coming back, I was like, this is my city you know they, they trust me, they believe in me, they believed in us even when we were like we were lost, the city still was like on our side and um you know obviously i wanted, I wanted to get the job done you know uh, they, but that's my stubborn side. Like, it's easy to go somewhere and go and win a championship with somebody else. It's easy. I could go, I I don't put anybody in the spot, but I could go to a super team and, you know, just do my part and win a championship. Still one. But this is the hard way to do it, and this is the way I chose to do it. And we did it. Fucking did it. We did it, man.
2: His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was on crap? Hey, this is Deuce Lunch Sports, man. Come on now. Hey bro, you listening to the sports desk.
0: You're listening to the sports
1: show. New sports desk. <laughs>
2: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Sports Desk This is episode 130, a special edition episode We are here today to talk about none other than the Milwaukee Bucks Claiming the 2021 NBA Championship But before we do all that, man, I'm your mans one more time Desire L. Hicks Jr. Back in the building one more time, man Uh, Glad to be here, remember folks, that I am here to give it to you Rawl And uncut. So I'm in studio, I'm going to be calling Black over the phone here in a second um, But yeah man, so last night the NBA season wrapped up And it wrapped up with the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo standing on the very top of the mountain All right, In my opinion a very well deserved championship for the Milwaukee Bucks Defeating the Phoenix Suns in 6 games in the NBA Finals we're going to get into it all. We're going to talk about the game itself. We're going to talk about Giannis's dominant NBA Finals, dominant closeout game. Um, just just talk about all the scenes that we've seen uh, last night as they clinched uh, their second ever World Championship in their first and 50-plus years. So, um, you know... In basketball, you know, when it comes to an end, it's kind of bittersweet for me. But you know, this is how it goes, man. So we're going to wrap up the full NBA season. We're going to talk a little bit about the odds going into next year's uh, NBA season as well. So um, last night, Game Six in Milwaukee, man, the deer just the deer district was crazy—sixty-five thousand plus outside in Milwaukee. Not to mention the other eighteen to twenty that was inside of the stadium, just. An absolute, uh, absolute chaotic situation down there in Milwaukee, and the Bucs did it in front of their home fans. All right, they the Bucks did it in front of the home crowd, and it, it, championships are. A lot more enjoyable visually When home teams win uh, In their home stadium Or on their home court, man And you just get to enjoy all the raw emotion And the energy that's coming through your TV screen If you're not there in person, man So, yeah, you know, just really enjoyable NBA Finals But we're going to talk a lot more about it Not going to waste any more time Like I said, we're going to go ahead and get Black on the phone So we can really get down to business, man And really talk about everything that took place uh, last night and throughout the entire NBA NBA Finals. Yo. Black. What's up, man? What's going on? Not
0: much, man.
2: Good. Everything good?
0: Yeah, 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 man. Everything good.
2: All right. All right, Black. So we're here for episode 130 of the Sports Desk, man. Um, And you know what we're here to talk about. You know, last night, the Milwaukee Bucks, claimed the NBA throne last night, uh, their second championship in franchise history, their first one in over fifty plus years. They defeated the Phoenix Suns in six games uh, to win the NBA championship. Um, before we get into all the breakdown of the game and Giannis and everything that we're going to talk about today, but I just what was your thoughts on the whole finals? You know, between the Suns and the Bucks, what was your take on it? Uh
0: very, very entertaining. Um. I really enjoyed everything about the finals this year. Just just uh, it was uh, a breath of fresh air with two new teams being in it, new faces, you know. Some uh, players getting to their first finals, you know, it was real enjoyable and, and entertaining. And you was re- really intrigued about different storylines in, in each game. So that's what made it really good for me.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think this was different. I think it was refreshing. Um, you know, I think both teams, you know, performed against each other very, very well. I mean, I think we only had one blowout in this series. I think it was game three. I think it was. I'm not sure off the top of my head. But when I say blowout, I mean, a team more won a game more than 10 points or so. So um very entertaining series. A lot of great storylines um, in this series. So all in all, I think the NBA came out well uh, with the Suns and the Bucks uh, in this year's NBA Finals. Because you know we used to having LeBron or KD or Steph, you know, uh, running the show. But you know that wasn't the case this time around. And I, I, they they weren't. I kind of thought LeBron would be missed and KD, but I, I don't think they was, man. I mean, I really don't. I really don't think a lot of people said to themselves and said, "Dang man, I, I wish LeBron was in the finals." missed watching him and everything. Nah, because each game was pretty good. So I agree with you. You know, with you, Black. I just think the finals was uh, pretty good, pretty entertaining in NBA. You know, I'm pretty sure they're pretty happy with how things went. All yeah, right, Black. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just
0: saying, yeah, most definitely. I agree with
2: you. Yes, sir. All right, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Game six. Game six last night in Milwaukee. You got 65,000 screaming fans outside of the Deer District. You got another 18 to 20,000 fans inside uh, uh, of the Milwaukee Bucks' uh, home uh, stadium. So, Black, the Bucks win it all, man. Giannis was completely, utterly dominant. Um, We're going to talk about this a little later, but Giannis Antetokounmpo had the greatest closeout game performance in NBA Finals history last night. I mean, you're talking about 50-plus years of the NBA Finals. 53 years, to be exact, of NBA Finals basketball. And that has to be the best. I mean, I might be, you know, we might have to do some research and we might be living in the moment. But I can't remember the last time a guy had 50 and 13 and 6 and won a championship on his way out the door, my boy. Can you? Uh,
0: I cannot, my (laughs) boy. Yeah. The last last 50-piece, we were treated to... In the playoffs, and you know, uh, in the finals, at that, with LeBron, he took an L. You know, so that's the last one that I can think that I can think of. I really don't know too many games where a player had 50 pieces in, in a closeout game at, at that. You know, just man, the way the, the way Giannis did that thing, and you've seen it in the buildup of it, listening to the listening to their pressers before Game Six. You can tell that Giannis was really focused, and at that point, in so many in so many words, that he wasn't going to be denied this moment. And we seen that come to fruition on the basketball court, man. To be as dominant as he was, I mean, those what twenty two points that he scored in the third quarter—that was I was just like, oh my goodness, man. Yeah. Oh my goodness, like this man took over the third quarter, and he could not be stopped. I mean, he had. DeAndre Ayton shook out there, like for sure. DeAndre Ayton didn't want no cause of what Giannis was bringing to that to, to that basketball uh, uh, goal, man. And and for for Giannis to put a stamp on this like this, man, is really a big deal. D. I think I think people, you know, waking up the next day, they really like who didn't watch that game. They when they saw those numbers, I know they were in shock, you know. He's done he's done something, like you said, that we haven't seen in our lifetime in a closeout game for a championship. It's amazing, man. It got to be right. It got to be right there as as number one, because we really hadn't seen it. We've seen we've seen the greats out games and make, you know, miraculous plays and miraculous shots. But a 50 piece closeout game to win the championship. That's a big deal. D.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the greatest one. The only other one I can think that comes to mind—I think LeBron had like 38 or 39 against San Antonio. He had a triple double uh, when the when the Miami Heat won their uh, uh, second of two straight championships. That's the only thing that really comes to mind. I know I know Jordan had one against—I believe it was Phoenix. Uh, Jordan did his thing. I think he scored a 40 piece as well. But the difference between LeBron's triple double and Jordan's possible 40 piece was just the dominance of Giannis, man. I mean, when you look at players like Shaquille O'Neal, that sentence is over after that. And what I mean by that is dominance in our lifetimes, we haven't seen no one except Shaq be dominant.
1: But now Giannis
2: Antetokounmpo is in that same ballpark. And to see him crank it up, like you said, in the third quarter and pretty much tell the Phoenix Suns, hey, it's over, man. It's over. Like he told him in the third quarter, it's over. Like there's no way y'all getting out of here, and there ain't no way I'm going back to Phoenix. And he made that happen, man. When you look at, you know, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, they didn't play their best games last night. A bunch of the they Bucks. Did. Didn't, a bunch of the Bucks didn't play their game, their best game last night. Lopez gave you 10. That's a plus. But Holiday was had 12. Middleton had 17. Connaughton didn't give you anything. And then, of course, you got the unsung fan favorite, man, Bobby Portis giving you 16 off the bench. But when you look at the stat line out of Bucks, you just kind of go, where was everybody at? And then you get to the top line. You say, oh, there they were, 50 points. That's where everybody was at. <laughs> with, with Giannis Antetokounmpo. So just overall, man, yeah, I just think Giannis, you know, we had conversations. We're in a group chat, me and Black. And we had conversations just about this other day. You know, one of our NBA correspondents, his, name's, hey. his name starts with an S, and uh, it ends with it. an H. And um, um, he said, you know, at that time, I guess he was feeling like, you know, I ain't never seen Giannis take over nothing. I ain't never seen Giannis take over. And how ironic, Giannis must have read the text messages somewhere. And he went out last night. And I wonder what Mr. Smooth has to say about that. We're going to get Smooth in studio Hopefully this weekend, he doesn't know it yet, but hopefully he hears this and gives me a call and say he'll be here. But we're going to try to get him in the studio on this Sunday to just to have more conversations like that. But back to the game, Black. Let's go ahead and talk about um, the other team, man, the Phoenix Suns. I mean, it just was not meant to be. Uh, Coming into this uh, series, a lot of people have high hopes to see Chris Paul win a championship. Devin Booker has a lot of love. And uh, he has a lot of uh, sy- sympathetic fans out there due to his relationship with Kobe Bean Bryant, and you know they got the young team and and Cam and Cam and 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 uh, uh, An. You got the uh, you know Monty Williams, who's a, a solid head coach in the NBA. Not solid, he's very good coach in the NBA. And it just wasn't their turn. It just wasn't their turn. And you've seen the writings on the wall, really, in game three. And Phoenix was still up two games to one. You go back and you look at this whole finals, Black. What would be the thing that you remember about man? If Phoenix would have did this, they would be world champions.
0: Uh, I really gotta go to two things. There's two people that I wanna that I'm looking at. I'm looking at Chris, and I'm looking at Chris. The first two games of this series, and I'm saying, man, Chris so aggressive. He's uh, he's doing he's doing everything he needs to do, and it's like it just all went away. So the first thing would be Chris Paul not being aggressive as he was in games one and two, and then DeAndre Ayton just disappearing. Like Ayton, Aiton had games where he had double digit rebounds, but it's like it didn't, it didn't matter. He didn't have a he didn't have a an uh, imprint on this series. In every series before this, he had an imprint. You were saying, oh man, DeAndre ain't on his way. And it's like in this series he just disappeared due to how Giannis was playing. And that really, you know, I think that really bothered him. But um those two really stood out. And then another thing would be uh Monty Williams not a not not making the right adjustments that he needed to make when 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 it called for it, you know. We seen the Suns, you know, run the stuff that we that we seen them run in the playoffs. They wanted to keep the pick and roll alive. They didn't get away from that. And you know, you have to adjust. They went to on defensively, they tried to go to a zone, but Giannis was eating a zone alive. So it's like you have to adjust, man, to get your team to that next, you know, to that next level or uh, get them to that next win. And we didn't see Monty Williams do that. And Monty is a great coach. Uh, D, and I just want to say, uh, he's a class act too, man. I, as much as, as as long as I've been watching NBA finals and been watching basketball, I've never seen a losing coach go to the winner's locker room and congratulate them and, yeah, have a speech, man. That's just, I just want to say, that's a class act by Monty Williams, man, to go over and do that after taking, you know, uh, suffering a loss, you know, in the NBA finals and losing a championship. But, you know, Phoenix just, you know, they just, they, didn't they could not they could not do the thing the things that they like to do they weren't able to get them done down the stretch of the, these games in the series and that's what really lost them this series d
2: yeah uh for me it was um it was the adjustments by coach budenhoser for the bucks um mm-hmm. game one and two you kind of seen it in game two that the tie was going to turn because Giannis had 42 points in game two in phoenix So even though Milwaukee lost that game, I started to see what I saw when they played Brooklyn and when they played Atlanta, that Giannis was just getting going. And Giannis looked healthy again coming off that injury. But the number one thing was Drew Holiday to Chris Paul, game three and on. He took him away. He took Mm. him away. Chris Paul was, he was bothered. He was bagged up. He was screwed completely taken away from his team. And that's bad news for Phoenix because Chris Paul is the leader of that team. Devin Booker. Devin Booker had two amazing games, 40-point pieces back-to-back games, in games, I believe it was game four and five. But the turnovers, the the the, 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 the even last night in the fourth quarter, I mean, the Suns missed three point-blank layups and dunks in the fourth quarter. Like they the did. focus, the focus for Phoenix. I got a laundry list of reasons why I remember why Phoenix Suns won't, uh, why, the, why the Phoenix Suns didn't win this championship. And the number one thing was Coach Budenholz is making an adjustment. And the second thing was the focus. Phoenix completely lost focus at the game too. For DeAndre Ayton to absolutely disappear will always bother me. Somebody mm-hmm. going to have to tell me why DeAndre Ayton was not a factor, was not a factor Since game two, the only presence that he had was in game four when he had 17 rebounds. That's it. So stuff like that, when you got Giannis wrecking shop, I just never understand it. And I love Coach Monte Williams, but did not did he not look for the tape when the Milwaukee Bucks faced the Toronto Raptors two years ago and they built the wall and say Giannis, you cannot come in here. Mm-hmm. Did he not go look at any type of tape to see what anybody did to Giannis to keep him out of the paint and force the rest of the team to beat him? Was he not aware of that? I, I, uh, I mean, I mean, I, it just boggles my mind that the proper adjustments, adjustments wasn't made. And if you go to a zone versus Giannis, that was a recipe for disaster for four straight games. Yes, it was. So if you're going to beat the Bucks, you got to hope Drew, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton get it done because you got to do all you can to say, hey, he's not coming in here. And at this point, I said all that to say, I don't care what kind of defense Phoenix was going to be running. He was going in there. <laughs> he was going in there. So, yeah, those are my reasons why I always think like, man, if Phoenix would have had a hold on these quite a few things for me, Maybe they would have been NBA champions, but we're not in the what-if business, Black. We're not in the what-if business. The champions are the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's go ahead and get to the finals MVP, Black, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Let's break down the finals that he had, the playoffs that he had. We'll get to the Bucks as a whole in a second. But let's just talk about Giannis, man. You know, going into this season, going into these playoffs, the Bucks... The Bucs were not on the radar to win a title. Even when we did our player prediction show, no one picked the Bucs to get to the finals. I picked Philadelphia. You picked the Nets. Smooth picked the Nets. No one really had uh, the Bucks getting to the finals. But the one common thing all three of us said was you don't want to play them. You don't want to play them because it was something different about the Bucks. even though that they were the third seed in the East. They finished third this year in the East. But we all felt that it was something there. Giannis was, you know, a little bit different. And that showed in these playoffs. Black, speak on the dominance of Giannis sweeping the heat, going into the next round, an all-time classic series with the Brooklyn Nets, going mano-a-mano with Kevin Durant then getting the Atlanta, suffering an injury, bouncing back, and having one of the most dominant NBA Finals of all time. Let's speak on Giannis's dominance, man.
0: Man, um, kudos to Giannis, man, on an amazing year and an amazing uh, NBA playoffs that we got and Finals. And for him, man, to do everything he did and then seeing him come out the way that he came out, it's like, the one thing that we were worried about before the playoff start was the Milwaukee Bucks. When Giannis disappeared from these games, So that's what we've seen in the past. That's what we've seen in the past, but then we've seen them just be all real against Miami, go toe-to-toe, blow-for-blow blow with Kevin Durant in the nets, you know, and get that and get that challenge done in, in seven games, and then play Atlanta and get hurt. And I mean – an injury when we when we looked at it when I looked at it we was like oh man he done we may not see Giannis yeah for a whole for a whole year we may not even see him next year
2: yeah but
0: to come back from that to come back from that and be as dominant as he was in this NBA finals B yeah man it's it's amazing to watch I mean more I I mean more dominant than than Shaq more dominant than LeBron more dominant than, than superstars that we have seen I mean this guy was all world man and he was not going to be denied and to see him in the press conference man had that energy and you see the the fire lit in his eyes like I'm you know this is everything for me he he Giannis literally gave it everything to get this done and we seen it this year the knock on Giannis is not uh uh, uh disappearing the big games that is a wrap my boy that is a wrap we know at 26 years old. This kid, he is ready for the big stage, and he's delivered on the big. He just delivered a championship to the Milwaukee Bucks. It's been fifty-three years, to be exact, that the Milwaukee Bucks hadn't last time. Fifty-three years in between the last time they won a championship, and he delivered that to the city of Milwaukee with his dominance and his and his and his handprint all over this series. And man, just it's it's just amazing to see, man. A, Uh, him hit that superstar status. And once he get to that stage of being in the finals, that he put on the performance like this, man, it's it's one of the best D that I've ever seen in my life, man.
2: Yeah, he was utterly dominant. He was utterly unstoppable. The only thing that could stop Giannis was Giannis. Giannis had a different focus this time, not only in the regular season, but he had it in the postseason. It seemed different, but no one wanted to believe it. No one wanted to believe it. We all thought Milwaukee would flame out like they normally did. And we know that was not the case. Giannis was extremely rare in his energy. He was extremely rare showing his IQ. He was extremely rare being a playmaker. He elevated his game in the postseason each series. We went at Giannis for his bad passing, you know, earlier in the season that he just couldn't pass a basketball But he started hitting his guys right where they needed to be, and they was knocking down key shots. Because when the defense would collapse on Giannis, he was getting the ball to his shooters, and they were knocking him down. I'm overly impressed with Giannis. I was one who was not sure about Giannis. I know his talent. I know his freakish ability. It warrants all of the exposure that he gets. But it's different when you're talking about a winner. Can you win? Everybody went through it. Jordan went through it. LeBron went through it. KD, everybody goes through it. We know you're talented, but can you win? But here's the difference, man. Giannis not only won, but he won in dominant fashion. And when you look at the playoff run, no one who they faced except Brooklyn. Brooklyn was the only team that they faced because they got an all-world alien out there, Kevin Durant, who was going toe-to-toe with this man. But other than that, it was a no contest. If you really look at the NBA Finals, it was a no contest. If you really look at the Eastern Conference Finals, before Giannis went down, it was going to be a no contest. We already know the Miami Heat was a no contest. Giannis was on the mission. This is a team that got better and better as the series went on. You rarely ever see that. When teams go down 0-2, they usually lose in five or six games. But the bugs were not doing that. So I'm very impressed with Giannis. Giannis has had a hell of a run these past three years. MVP, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Finals MVP, NBA Champion. Giannis Antetokounmpo now sits on the throne. Giannis Antetokounmpo at this very moment is the number one guy in the NBA. You want to know why? No matter what no one says? Because he earned it. He took it. He took it. He Mm. stated his claim and he let all of us know. All of us. We have conversations all the time. Dominance versus the best. Well, most most of the best players of our generation have all been dominant. So you're really answering the same question. Yes. You can be dominant and be best and the best in the same breath. And right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo is the number one guy because he was sensational and dominant.
0: Yes, most definitely.
2: All right, Black. So Giannis, man, and the Bucks, man. Let's talk about the Bucks season, man. Let's just get into, you know, just. I guess Vegas had them. I think the odds they were fifth. Uh, fifth this year to you know win the NBA championship this year, but they had an up and down season. They finished fourth in the East this year. The last two years they finished, I believe, number one and number two in the East. The last two to three years, you know, Giannis and the Bucks. You know, they had roles, you know to one of the most popular teams in the league, and Giannis one of the pop- most popular players. But Black, do me a favor and put a put a bow around the Milwaukee Bucks season, just from the regular season. Throughout the playoffs and with them now being the reigning defending NBA champions.
0: Yeah, with the Bucs with the Bucks this year, in my opinion, with them, uh, in years past before this year, you seen them, you know, playing hard, Giannis. I mean, back to back MVPs, defensive player of the year, you know, nice team around them, you know, fighting for that number one seed year in and year out so they can potentially get there and have home court, but this year they didn't do, they didn't they didn't do that this year. This year they, you know, they kind of they started they started out you know kind of slow. You know, it didn't seem like they were, you know, the team that was you know pushing the pedal to the metal this year. They was kind of picking their spots and was able to come along, come along as the season progressed. You know, uh, especially leading into the playoffs, that's when we really seen them turning on. Cause we seen games towards the end of the regular season where they were playing against you know the top teams like the Nets, the Six, the Sixers, and these guys were turning it on, pulling those wins out. So that's what they did differently this year. They uh, they picked their spots in the regular season, so make they were healthy, getting ready to go into these playoffs. So that's what we what I seen from them, you know, in the regular season and then in the playoffs, man we just seen them as a whole, man, uh, do great things. I mean, sweeping the team that knocked you out in the bubble. Yeah. That's impressive, man. You just swept the team who went to the NBA Finals last year. Yes, sir. You swept them. And I mean, in dominant fashion, like it wasn't even close, man. And it was I not. Thanked, I, I just really think the pieces of P.J. Tucker picking him up this year pay real dividends for them on the defensive side of the ball because it gave them that third defender along with Giannis, Drew, and him. So it gave them that third. And then, shoot, throw Chris Middleton in the in the mix too because he started defending all-world in the playoffs as well. So I think the, defensively, D, the, I think defense for them set up everything this year, man, because defensively they were, were, were nagging teams. I mean, getting up under them, wasn't allowing them to do the things that they like to do well. And uh, that paid dividends and helped them help them get to an NBA championship this year, along with the dominance of uh, of of Giannis. So that's what the for me that's what really stood out with them this this whole entire year. Defense, you know, making key moves to get key pieces in there to help them get over the top, which PJ Tucker was defensively. So uh, I love what they did uh, this whole season. And, you know, leading up to, you know, capping it off with an NBA championship.
2: Yeah, uh, for me, um, Milwaukee kind of took a backseat, man, to everything that was going on in Los Angeles with the Lakers and the Clippers, the Brooklyn trade. They were under the radar all year long. They didn't get much blockbuster coverage. Really at all, because the pendulum on the NBA was it was swinging again, man. You you got this new super team out in Brooklyn. You got the Lakers trying to make another run to get another title. You got the Clippers still out there chirping and chirping and, and thinking they in the mix. You got the Utah Jazz rising to ascension in the Western Conference and going on an incredible run that they went on in the West. I mean, you had a lot of different storylines that was above uh, the, the, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. A lot. So they were kind of left to... Play basketball, grind, get better, and no one really paid that much attention. I'm not saying they were an afterthought, but I'm saying that with everything else that was going on, it was a different type of year, you know, for the Milwaukee Bucks than what we were used to seeing over the past two to three seasons. But the thing for me was the supporting cast of the Bucks this year. You knew Giannis was dominant, henceforth, for back-to-back MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. And you've seen Giannis' small improvements in Giannis's jump shot, three point shooting, and free throws. Small and steady improvements. But the supporting cast, man Chris Middleton, breakout season, yet another all star uh, selection. The acquisition of PJ Tucker, they desperately needed a wing defender, and they got the perfect one to fit their system in PJ Tucker. Drew Holiday, Coming to form after being traded uh there last season, really taking over the general aspect of the offense, be, ha- handling the rock, guarding the other team's best uh guard. Drew Holiday really, you know, was impact. Impact he impacted the team greatly. And then the three-point shooting, Connington, um, uh, Brooke Lopez, of course. Uh, I forget the young man who tore his ACL early on in playoffs. I can't remember Stressinggio or something. If I'm if I'm butchering your name, uh, I apologize. Uh, uh oh, Senjo or something uh, like that.
0: Yeah, the guy from uh Villanova. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, Dante. I think it's Dante DeVincenzo something like that. My uh, bad, cuz for uh
0: something like that. Yeah, butching Ving- your name. Vingio, yeah. Yeah, but
2: you but you've seen <laughs> you've seen the role players and the supporting cast for Giannis started to jail, and I don't want to call Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday supporting cast because they have a legit big three. They have a legit big three, and Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So they 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 got in shape in the regular season, but the playoffs was a totally different story. I mean, the best series in the playoffs was Nets and Bucks. That was the East or Western Conference. That was the best series. Mm. That was the best series, and 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 we could all appreciate. Brooklyn taking that next step. I mean, excuse me, Milwaukee taking that next step after knocking Brooklyn off. I think I said on that podcast that following day after they beat Brooklyn on that Saturday night, said the Bulls going to win the world championship. They're going to win the world championship. Out of all the teams that are left, they none of these teams are going to be able to beat these boys. Brooklyn was the last hope. And it proved to be true, even though I picked the Suns in the finals. But hey, it proved to be true that Milwaukee... Was going to win this championship So all in all They benefited in my opinion From an under the radar Type regular season Got them prepped and ready to go for the playoffs Supporting cast was locked and ready to go Budenhoser kind of got in the way a little bit In the earlier rounds in the playoffs But by God Didn't Mike Budenholzer not do an excellent job In these NBA finals Because I was telling people who would listen to me They need to get Mike Budenholzer A bus ticket and get him out of town Oh man,
0: you was hard on him
2: too. I was hard on Bud, man <laughs> I was hard on Bud, man But hey, that's not the case Coach hoser is now an NBA World Champion So that's my take on the Bucks', uh season this year um, Yeah, and kudos to them, man For riding that wave and riding that ship And getting the championship done Alright, Black, let's go ahead and switch back over To the Phoenix Suns Let's talk a little bit of Chris Paul, man Chris Paul, a lot was on the line for Chris. Uh, a lot of debates if he's a top five point guard ever. I feel that he is before this and after this. I still feel like he's a top five point guard ever. A lot of people feel like he needed this championship uh, to solidify top five. I thought he needed the championship to solidify himself as a top two or top three point guard of all time. But um, Black, what's your take on Chris Paul? D- does him not win this championship kick him out of the top five conversation or does it not really ding his legacy by not winning the title?
0: I really, man, Chris, in my opinion, Chris was, was top five point guard with or without the ring. But I think for me now at this point in the, in Chris being in these moments, Chris has had what two other series where he's been up two zero and. And failed to win that series, and this is in this series right here makes number three, and that that's not a that's not a good look, man. And then seeing the way that Chris struggled in this series, man, um, it really it really bothered me. But for for me, with Chris, man, I everything that he's accomplished in this league and what he's done for this league. And you know the point guard that he is because Chris Paul is an all-world point guard. He's done everything. Yes, like he's he's your he's your type of point guard that you want on your basketball team. But he's accomplished a lot, man. He just hadn't been able to win that championship. Yep. And there's a lot of other point guards that in this other uh it's other point guard that's that we would consider top five that hasn't won the ring uh, himself. So. I think Chris Paul is still a top five point guard. Does I think this hurt his legacy in the NBA? It, I think it does because he's lost three series, being up 0-2. and I think that's not a good look for Chris. But so you he, say you I think would, it hurts
2: his legacy?
0: I think I think it hurts his legacy, but wow. not where he,
2: wow, wow, I don't
0: think not where he, not where he ranks uh, as a as a top point guard. But for him personally, you know, with for legacy in the NBA right now and. You know, things to accomplish. Chris, you know, not being able to get the job done to win these championships and having these series where he loses two old leads, I think that's really bad for his legacy. D.
2: Um, I I kind of disagree with you on it hurting his legacy. Um, you know, when you talk about legacy, man, you talk about the totality of his career. It it it's not a good look when you talk about you know he can't be in a conversation with Isaiah Thomas and Magic Johnson no more. You know, because these men have championships. So I just think his overall legacy, I think it was intact before this. And I think it's exactly the same after this. I know this would be a bad look. And I agree with you on that. I mean, Chris, he just fell apart. And that was mostly due to the bigger point guard, the more ferocious defender in Drew Holiday, who just was not having it. But I think all in all, man, Chris had a fantastic season. A lot of people forget Chris Paul finished third in the MVP voting. He finished third in the MVP voting this year. He, he went to Phoenix and took these boys to the NBA Finals. Last year, the Oklahoma City Thunder were the fourth seed in the Western Conference. I mean, so th- just the things that Chris is capable of doing, I think that's going to be his legacy because when he wherever he goes, he turns that organization to a winning organization. I mean, by God, who would have thought the Phoenix Suns would have been here? By God, the Oklahoma City Thunder were a lottery team last year. But I just think back to the the championship round of the NBA Finals. I mean, yeah, when you look at it, you know, Chris Paul, unfortunately, he can't be a part of that conversation when you talk about it. You know, he just can't because of what happened. Now, Chris is still going to play and we don't know where he's going to end up. He could stay in Phoenix. He could end up a Laker. He could end up somewhere. You know, we really don't know. But I don't think it does anything to his legacy, you know, in my opinion, but it does shorten the conversation when you go to, you know, Chris, Chris Paul being an all time uh, point guard, even though I personally feel he's still a top five point guard of all time. I'm pretty sure Chris is somewhere, you know, he's upset. He's devastated about it. I, I know he is, but hey, the writing is on the wall. He had a great first two games, and for what it was worth, Chris Paul was the leading scorer last night with twenty six points. He was Devin Booker. Didn't, Devin Booker had eighteen. I mean, yep. I mean, DeAndre Ayton had six. I mean, the only the only other player that came to play was Crowder. He had fifteen. So it's kind of like man, Chris was the leading scorer last night, and he had that crucial, uh, crucial turnover in the fourth quarter. But all in all, I thought Chris Paul played a pretty decent game uh, last night. So I don't know. I mean it's it's up to talk about more and more, but I feel his legacy is intact, but that all time conversation, that all-time, you know, top two, top three point guard thing, I think that's on hold right now. I think it's on hold. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Okay, Black, let's get into um let's get into the Bucks going forward. Well, no, excuse me, excuse me. Let's get into Devin Booker. Devin Booker, we have seen the ascension of Black of a superstar talent we've seen the ascension of a of a of a healthy durable star that the nba is going to have in the next probably decade um so what was your take on uh Devin booker's nba finals man what how do you feel about book um like going forward as he got a taste of you know competing for a championship yeah
0: um if I had to, if, if 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 somebody asked me to give him a grade, I would have to give him a B. I'll have to give him a B. A str- uh, I, you know what? Yeah, I give him a uh uh uh. I definitely would give him a B, a B minus, something like that. But um, Devin Booker was he showed in these playoffs, man, how dangerous he is, man, and and to be able to see him come along and be his first, you know, NBA playoffs, NBA finals. You know, the, the kid did some great things. I'm talking about it's not it's it's not easy to put up, you know, back to back forty point games and then he did them both in a losing effort. So we can't say that the kid didn't give his all. And then it was games that he struggled. We seen them we we seen him we seen him struggle in games. We seen young Devin Booker come out, you know. Sometimes that, that pressure of the the series and the lights and you know the the stress of being in the NBA finals. That's it, it. It 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 can get you sometimes. Do I think Devin Booker was? uh Is that some of the reason why Devin Booker may have you know not did get so well in in the games that that he needed kudos last night? I think so because Devin Booker hadn't been pulled everything until those two games before. But you know, I don't think I it was. I believe that it was hard for him to replicate that in in the game last night and that's what we saw he only had 18 points but um Devin Booker man he just he's a great talent you know I know he'll use this as as motivation to help him you know and I I I think the best is yet to come for Devin Booker man uh moving forward but I think he 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 has arrived and he he arrived in these playoffs and these finals D but um you know just to come up you know just to come up a little short but he'll be back. So I'm, I'm pleased with, with Devin Booker uh, in these playoffs and finals.
2: Yeah, a star was born. A star was born in these playoffs. And that star is Devin Booker. I give Devin Booker's entire grade for the whole playoffs an A. I give him an A because I love to see young, talented players take leaps. And he did that. The one thing that will be the biggest memory for me for Booker in his playoffs is what he did when Chris Paul was out. What he did when Chris Paul was out, getting to the Western Conference Finals, game one in Phoenix, dropping a 40 nugget on the Clippers. That showed me a lot. The pressure was on him. It was up to him to lead. And he led. And he did what his team needed to do. Again, you go to games three and four in the NBA Finals, his team needed scoring. He gave them scoring. His assignment was to go ball for ball with Chris Middleton, and he did that. He mm-hmm. did that. So when you see players who know the assignment, as young as they are, like Book is, and just over deliver, in my opinion, he over what he did to the Lakers, man, in that closeout game. I mean, come on, bro. On their home flow? Like, come on, bro. Like this, this you could tell this kid is taking a turn making a turn in his career. Devin Booker not going on well. I firmly believe by the time Devin Booker retires, he will be an MVP in his league. Mm, He'll be an okay. MVP in this league. Would Before he, be he retires. Be, he he only gonna get better. Be would huh? he be a champion? I will I do believe he will be a champion. I do. Okay. Because he I, man, you can just see it in Book. I love watching Book at these press conferences. You can tell, man. He got it in him, bro. You can tell. And this experience is only, only going to catapult him to where his where his true potential is. I like the kid a lot. A lot of people like him a lot. And I think he's shown us a lot in these playoffs. And he showed us a, a, a good bit in these finals. Of course, he didn't get the job done. But I'm just talking about Devin Booker, the player. He's a solid defender as well, man. Devin Booker can defend. So I think yeah, all yeah. in all... I give Devin Booker an A, in his performance in the playoffs—they didn't get the job done. But I just think the assignments that he had, and the moments that he had—come on, man! A lot of guys just wouldn't. A lot of guys just can't do that, man. I—I I, I, I tell you this, Black. We said that Kevin Durant in Game Five, Game Five of the uh of the series with the Bucks, we say he needed to get forty and fifty. Man, what did he go out there and do? That's what he got. Devin Booker was called upon in the huddle of his team. Chris Minnett Chris Minit- is going crazy, but we need you, bro. What did he do? He went out there and got it. And a lot of players just ain't capable, bro.
0: Yeah, you're right.
2: A lot of players ain't capable. And Devin Booker showed the capability of being that guy. And I think this is just going to catapult him, you know, to wanting more, doing more. And eventually, not only being an MVP of this league, but eventually one day, I believe, before it's all said and done, whether it's in Phoenix or somewhere else, Devin Booker could be an NBA champion. He'll be an NBA champion.
0: And it was one, it was one other thing, you know, seeing his reaction to after losing the series, you know, him saying damn to himself. Yeah. Oh, we might have felt like he he gave it his all. We we he gave it his all and did all he could do. But in that and seeing him, you know, say that, seeing the cameras being able to put on him and being able to see him, you know, be like damn, that kind of made me feel like, oh, D Book feel like he didn't do enough to get the job done.
2: Oh, for sure. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah.
0: believe, he t- I believe he took that like that. Yeah, for know? sure. So, and and it's good to see that from players. They know they screwed up or didn't do enough. But I, like you say, I believe Brooke is going to learn from that and come back stronger, come back even stronger next year.
2: Yeah, for sure. I, I, I agree with you totally. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing for fans to sit here and see. But, yeah, I'm, D-Book holds himself to a standard, man. So, I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, he's feeling the same way that you just said. All right, Black, two more things, man, then we're going to get out of here, man. Um, Let's see. So, the NBA season as a whole, just the whole season, man, you're still dealing with the pandemic. You're still dealing with COVID. You know, things got back to normal. No bubble this year. You know, fans are starting to be back in, let back into the arena. Still a, still a unique year for the NBA. Very fast turnaround. Lakers won the championship in in, in October. And they turn around and plan on Christmas Day. You know, just a unique season. So, Black, what was, your, what was your take on the overall season of the NBA this year?
0: Yeah, um... A lot of ups and downs this season. Uh, really wasn't a big fan of the se- uh, of the season, man. Especially at the top, going at the top, it was it was it was okay. But as the season went on towards middle, right before All Star break, and even after uh, All Star break, that's when we really seen the injuries like really ramping up. Mm-hmm. Especially from teams being in the bubble and the teams who played late, and you know. And then that's not always good to you know see a whole lot of injuries and and then seeing the players complain about you know we tried to tell y'all you know we seeing a lot of people hurt tried to tell the NBA you know we this it's the reason why we seen this because of the quick turnaround but I guess the you know the NBA uh, Adam Silver they had a goal amount of what they wanted to do you know and shoot they did it you know no matter what anyone said so. You know, to have the quick turnaround like they did it's it's it's, it's a lot it's a lot that we i don't want to say that we wasn't able to see but it was a lot of games that were played where you didn't have key guys superstars there and injuries and you've seen it even in the playoffs like we had a lot of injuries in the playoffs a lot of superstars that were hurt or had uh major injuries while playing in the in the playoffs so I, the one thing that really stood out is how quick the turnaround was, and how it affected the players who played late while it being in that bubble. But uh, overall, man, I, I I think the season was really up and down for me. Up and up and down had some great moments. Some 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 amazing thing happened. We seen we seen young up and coming new talent, you know, arrive and you know stake their claim on you know. They're here in the NBA, they have a rise, they, they, they're players to look at moving forward. So, uh, I think seeing that young, up and coming talent and what talent will be next coming up after those uh, top guys get out of the NBA, I think that was one, uh, very refreshing for the NBA to have this year, especially dealing with an up and down year and had a lot of injuries.
2: Yeah, I feel you. Um, th- this year for me would be, you know, the injuries, of course. I think everybody who you would talk to um injuries. injuries 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 everybody was hurt every everybody got hurt everybody all the major impact players were hurt at some point in time into this season um another thing another thing i take credit from this season was the new young stars that it was sending john Morant, Lamelo ball you know zion williamson um just a lot of young talent that's just starting to you know show its face man in the in the NBA Luka Doncic probably leading the charge of the young talent but um you know i it was just refreshing to see um the the new wave the new generation of players um you know making their case and you know and, and letting their names be known um just on a nightly basis man we were seeing something from one of these new young and exciting players uh, last but not least, man, uh for me for the season, it was just it was a rush season. I know the NBA and Adam Silver did what they had to do because they had to get their schedule back on track. And that was the only way to do it by starting in December. And as a result of that, where the finals ended in July, you know, a lot of teams will, you know, start getting the proper rest that they need uh before the season starts up again in October. So the NBA will be back on schedule for that. But just a rush season, the injuries. But we did get some nice takes, man, from the new young talent. And, and my last take on the season was the drama in Brooklyn, man. The drama in Brooklyn. I just think that's one of the highlight highlight stories of this season. The way James Harden handled himself in Houston. Got traded. I, ne- I, I still remember the day when that alert came to my phone, man. When James <laughs> Harden got traded to the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, we did a special edition that night. Yeah, we did. That night. And it was the most shocking story, intriguing story, captivating story the entire year. Is Kyrie going to play or is he not going to play? You know, KD. Oh, KD got, you know, he hurt again. Oh, James Harden, you know, he got hurt. But he, you know, just James Harden at one point in the season was an MVP candidate when Durant Irving was out. You know, so... I I just think that Brooklyn story was just the thing that we'll remember right along with the injuries and, and, you know, um, and everything else that happened. So, he had a lot of great things that come out of this uh, season, but the one thing that needs to never come back is the injuries, man. Hopefully all these guys get a chance to go rest, get their bodies right, get back good. And I honestly think, Black, because, you know, next year is the 75th anniversary of the NBA. 75th. Anniversary And Adam Silver said they got a lot of great things planned for the fans in the 75th season for the league. And Black, I truly think that next season, bro, will be one for the ages, man. I think it'll be one for the ages, man. I think it is going to be next season is going to be one of the classic basketball NBA seasons. That myself, yourself, and a lot of people around the world who love the game are going to get a chance to witness. I truly believe that because you're going to get health, you're going to have rejuvenation, and you got Giannis onto the cupo sitting on the throne. And I know a lot of them boys don't like that. Mm-mm-mm. I know they don't. I know they don't. I know yep. they don't. So looking forward to seeing what uh uh next season brings, man. So black. Yeah. Speaking of next season, man, we're getting ready to wrap up the show. Let's go ahead and go into the odds for next season. So right now, Las Vegas has their top four teams right now. The Brooklyn Nets are the favorites, favorites to win the NBA championship, followed by the Los Angeles Lakers, followed by the Milwaukee Bucks, and believe it or not, Black, the fourth team they have on their radar to win the championship is the Golden State Warriors. Mm. the Golden State Warriors are the fourth team on this list so Black just you know it's very early on we don't really have anything to really discuss but just what do you think uh, just about the early odds going into next season are you cool with that lineup Nets Lakers Bucks and Warriors
0: um I'm I'm semi cool with it bro I'm semi cool with it I just think I just really think we know Brooklyn gonna be what they is they got they uh, team together they three guys I believe something is going to happen I just I just feel it Something's big is going to happen with the Warriors and I feel like the Lakers are going to make a move so we have to see what those moves is you know so it depending on what piece they get I have to agree uh with them with the Brooklyn with the Brooklyn Nets being the front runner yeah it's, it's you can say that. Look, look who, look who, look who they got on their team: Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. So <laughs> yeah, you have to put them as a as as the favorite. Plus, they finna have a full offseason together. So you know they only going to get better, and I'm pretty sure they text each other after last night and was like, you know what, we've it's it's our time to you know to get to the finals, man. That's the, especially after seeing Giannis win it the way that he won it, but you um, know. I I really do see the Brooklyn. I agree with the Brooklyn Nets being the favorite, but I really do think think we have to keep a close eye on the, especially the Warriors, because the the Warriors got a lot of firepower. If people don't realize it, man. I mean, a lot of firepower to go out there and make some moves potentially for big names. They got the they got the draft picks and and they got the bodies that they can move, man, to make moves to get to get big uh big name guys there. So. That's what I'm interested to see what happened with the Lakers and the Warriors, but most definitely, the uh the Brooklyn Nets are the front runner. And I think you gotta, I, I think you gotta just out of respect for the Bucks, you have to put them right behind the uh Brooklyn Nets as as favorites. So that's the one thing that I don't like about the top four. You have to have the Bucks at number two because they're the defending champs. They I don't think it should, they should be no lower than one or two. I mean, no lower than two because they're the defending <laughs> champs. And and I, and I believe. That team is that team is going to be back again as well. So, you know, I believe next year is just going to be like you say. I have to agree with you, D. Next year is just going to be an all royal year, man. You you really don't know what's going to happen next year. You have your opinions of what you think, but this could be one. For, this could be one for the ages next year, man. And I'm excited about it.
2: Yeah, I think the uh, the odds for next year. I mean, it's cool. I don't really have a problem with none of it. I mean, I know what they really go on. They go on talent. You know, the Brooklyn Nets have three of the top five players, the top 10 players in the NBA. You know, the Lakers have two of the top 10 players in the NBA. Um, and then, you know, you got your defensive chance with the Bucks, And then you got this question with the Warriors. The league and the fans have been waiting and waiting on the Warriors to make another run. And I'm hoping and I'm wishing and I'm praying that Clay Thompson can stay healthy. We need to see him back. It's been two years since we seen Clay, and I hope we get. It. I miss the Warriors. I miss them as a whole. They add a dimension to the league. They give you fanfare. They give you flavor. Like I, we, we need them. And like you said, they're gonna make some moves. And the top of their list is getting Pascal Siakam from the Toronto Raptors. That's at the top of their list. And if they can get Pascal down there and do some other things. You know, we'll see. But I think they would – I think it's kind of surprising that they are the fourth team. I mean, you got the Jazz. They bringing everybody back for what they did this year. I mean, you got the Philadelphia 76ers. You got to think they're going to move Ben Simmons um, and, and, and get another piece there with MB. I mean, you got the Nuggets with Murray. And, you know, coming back with the MVP Joker. So, it is kind of shocking to see the Warriors at four. They got the pedigree. But I just think they'll probably be the sexy pick. In the Western Conference next year, uh, because I mean, I think I think everybody really missed them. I just think they, they missed, even though Steph had an all-world year, he got MVP votes as well. But bringing Clay back, making some moves, we'll see. We'll see about the Warriors. But I don't really got no problem with it. I don't got no problem with the Lakers being in front of the books or the Nets being in front of the Bucs. I know the Bucs are the reigning champions, but the way Vegas does this is, what well, who do you have on your team? And the Nets yep. and, the, and the Nets and the Lakers got five of the top 10 players in the NBA, five of them. So, so I'm not really surprised, but you got to play the games. You got to play the games Mm -hmm. and we'll see how it goes, man. So very much for very much looking forward to the 75th anniversary of the NBA next season. So, um, you know, pretty much, you know, we're not quite done talking about basketball. We do have some other things we're going to discuss on this uh, On the next episode Episode 131 Of the sports desk But probably after that You know We'll be pretty much Wrapping up our NBA talk Until we get the free agency And everything like that man So um, That's gonna wrap up This episode man Episode 130 Of the sports desk Black do you have anything else To add before we get you Out of here Uh,
0: Yeah man Just wanna say Fear the deer Fear the deer
2: Yeah uh, Fear the deer Fear
0: The deer Fear
2: the deer, fear the deer. Fear the deer
0: got it done and um uh, just happy man to see uh Giannis finally get over the hump and yeah come champion, man after everything that he's accomplished in yeah. the nba already and he has a uh an nba championship and a finals mvp to add to that yep. collection already so shout out to the milwaukee bucks on being uh NBA yeah champions. yeah uh you know, B, i'm just i'm just excited of, i'm just i'm just excited about you know, I know we're going to close uh, Rapper Bowl in the NBA season on, on Sunday. So I'm excited about um, what's what's to come with the NBA and, and free agency and everything. So I can't wait till we, you know, get back and ramping that up with uh, free agency and everything with the NBA.
2: Yeah, I agree, man. Shout out to the Bucks. Salute to the Bucs. Um, you got to be happy for Giannis, man. If you watch the post game. And you watch his excitement, and you watch his tears when he wins his when he won the championship. You got to be happy for a guy like that. And and on a personal note, man, I respect Giannis's upbringing. I respect his grind. I respect you know everything him and his family have been through um, in Greece and made their way over here to the states. And just the story of how you know his mom did everything she could. How can you not be happy for a guy like that? who's been through everything that he's been through and who's truly the definition of a grinder. I mean, Giannis is a grinder and he wanted it bad and he got it done. And it's not a lot of players who get an opportunity to feel what Giannis has felt. I mean, you can look at Chris Paul. I mean, look at him. You know, he been grinding and grinding his whole career and he deserves to be a champion, but he's not. You know, and then you you look at Giannis on the other end and his story is something that, They might do a movie about one day, everything that Giannis and his brothers and his mom and, you know, everybody in their homeland have been through. You just got to be happy for a guy like that. You just do. And I I am, you know, I have way more respect for Giannis than I had coming into the season. I view him differently. And as big of a LeBron fan as I am and as a big of a Laker fan that I am, the truth of the matter is, like I said before, Giannis Antetokounmpo has a throne. He's the best player in this league. And until somebody comes and takes that away from him, that's just going to be the case because it's the truth. And like I said on another show, uh, on our last show, Black, he forced us. He forced us. He gave us no choice but to give him this accolade as being the very best that this league has to offer right now. And there's no shame in saying that. It's just the truth, Black. It's just the truth. the truth.
0: Yeah. It's the truth, man. I agree with you 100 yes, percent It's sir. his time. It's his time now. Whenever you horse that trophy, no matter how you do it, no, whoever the whoever the guy is, that's who's the best right now.
2: Well, and especially the way he did it.
0: Yeah, exactly. In 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 dominant fashion. Yep. You know, this we have we like you said when we first started talking, we haven't seen this in our lifetime. One player just just do what he did in, in 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 a closeout game. Yeah, we've never seen it. We've never seen it in a closeout game.
1: Yeah,
0: and to be that dominant. You you know what, D? It's like he was he was in on our group chat. Like he was just putting this <laughs> <in his laughs> Yeah. Voice. And man, who would have thought? Like what we were talking about early in the day, would've, yeah, would came to fruition that night. You know, that same night. Same so night. It's it's, it's 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 crazy to even think about it, man. But I don't think we, I don't, I, I think you're going to see a lot more of Giannis, man. Even with, with Giannis doing this, you finna going to see a lot more of Giannis. If it be commercials or oh, yeah. NBA, stuff, it, it comes it with is. it. Yeah, it comes with it. You're going to see a lot more of Giannis. He ain't going nowhere. I know the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be back. So I'm excited to see what, what, what Giannis and the Bucks go from here.
2: For sure. For sure. All right, Black Man, where can they find you at, man? And we're going to get you out of here.
0: Yeah, y'all can find me at Black E N 3 on Instagram and Twitter. Man, y'all hit me up. Let's talk about
2: it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Black, man. I'm going to hit you up in a little bit. All right, yo. All right. All right, man. So that's going to wrap us up. Episode 130 of the Sports Desk. Um, shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks once again, the new reigning, defending NBA world champion. Shout out to the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, for getting it done and the way that he got it done. Um, all in all, like we talked about throughout the show, man Just a different type of season But the NBA Finals, they were good Tip of the cap to the Phoenix Suns as well Very good season from the Suns um, You know, just didn't go their way this time they don't, they don't have nothing to hang their head about Except, you know, not winning the championship, of course But a hell of a season um, For that organization Great season for Book Solid season for Chris CP3 MVP candidate for most of the season. So just shout out to them. So um, like I said, this coming Sunday, man, we will be putting a bowl in the NBA season. Um, this coming Sunday, on our, excuse me, our next episode, we'll be putting in bowl on the NBA season. Gonna have a different type of some different type of conversations. Things could get a little heated. Things can get a little saucy and spicy On the next episode of Sports Test So y'all don't miss that man Do not miss it uh, My name is Desiree Hicks Jr Excuse me, Desiree L. Hicks Jr You can find me on Twitter On Instagram, at that name Let's talk about it. Let's chop it up man What y'all wanna know What you're not feeling You know, you know Let's talk about sports man That's what I love to do One of the things that I love to do So y'all just hit me up, you know And until next time Of course you guys Please, please be safe out there Take care of yourselves Take care of yourselves be vigilant and um you know please like i said be safe be safe i there all right until the next time you guys be cool you be safe and we'll be talking to you in a few days all right Hey bro, you listening to the sports no. dance. Hey this reduce lunch sports. Come on now. No,
0: no, no. You're listening to the sports show.